topped off with coffee. <laughs> Welcome to the More Light Podcast, a podcast exploring family life in real time. I'm your host, Ben, and with me is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. Oh, baby. Here, you can top me out, too. Okay. We got a new Ethiopian from Middle State. Shout out, Middle State Coffee. Oh. We will link their coffee in... They're always supplying us with our podcast boost. Yeah. Good <laughs> It's our podcast fuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're um, excited today Caffeine. to be caffeinated. <laughs> and to uh, talk with you a little bit about imagination. Um, oh, boy. It's you know it's cheesy. It's not no. It's not. It's, it's not cheesy. Not it's not cheesy. cheesy. <laughs> it's actually really good. Wow. I don't know about you. The, the word imagine though ha- has a lot of cheesy um, connotations. Uh, I can only imagine what <laughs> <laughs> that day would be. Or if you're familiar at all with Adventures in Odyssey, the imagination station. Oh, I love that Welcome. so much. Let's get in the imagine, dude. That was cool. It was cool. I'm not gonna hate. I'm not gonna hate on adventures and honesty. Hey, they told stories. How appropriate. They told stories. Um, stories make up our life. They make up life around us. Um, they fuel our imagination. And so, with that idea, we're gonna actually spend a lot of time today talking through story. Uh, it's got a powerful. It has a powerful way of, um, I guess, stirring or awakening in us. Mm-hmm. Um, our imaginations mm-hmm. and putting uh, context or you know um, around our life uh, I think that's important to realize as we, we look through this idea of uh, imagination um, in, in his book Desiring the Kingdom Jamie Smith uh, spends a lot of time talking through Taylor's idea of uh, social imagery. Charles Taylor. Oh, what did I just say? Taylor's, but it's Charles Taylor's. Did I say Charles Taylor? You just said his last name, which is which oh, is good. It just for those who yeah. don't know, it's Charles Taylor. Also, you can check out um, Mikey Taylor. Who's that? He's a pro skater. Oh, <laughs> oh Benjamin. He's really good at um, crooked grinds. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, and in Jamie Smith's book, Desiring the Kingdom, he talks through this idea of uh, social imagery. But just to get some grounding, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, just to get some grounding as to like what we're talking about with imagination. I'm just going to read this for us. Uh, Wait, wasn't it in the book that you were going to read? I'm going to read this too, I guess. Or should I just read that one? I have two. Should I just do this one? This whatever you think is... Whatever you think. I that, just... that one's kind of long. I don't want it to be too long. Um... So to, dis- to describe this in terms of the imagination, um, it is meant to signal that our most basic way of intending and constituting, the, and constituting the world is visceral. It runs off the fuel of images provided by the senses. Um, so our most basic way of intending the world is visceral. It runs off the fuel of images uh, provided by the senses. So that's kind of where we're going with this. Um, images, stories, fuel, um, our imaginations. And for me personally, um, God has used imagination to whisper to me that he is. That he just is. Yeah. 
um, growing up in, in um, British Columbia, I walked a lot around like wooded areas Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of friends that would be with me and we'd build forts Mm. um I've got some good memories like that in Nebraska I go out to my friend Becca Ogan's house shout out Becca Ogan (laughs) (laughs) go out to um their house and we'd play in their woods and through their barn and their little, I don't know if it's an old chicken coop, I don't remember, but man, those were really good memories. I had really great times with them. Just super fun memories. And I don't know if you noticed this as a kid, mm-hmm. as you look back now, but it's interesting to think through that you're always creating stories yeah, in always. those atmospheres. Yeah. Especially as children. Mm-hmm. We really desire that for our kids. Um, this is a podcast on family, and so we really want to speak into the reality that um, within our family, we, we try really hard to cultivate our kids' imaginations um, because it's important. Uh, imagination is a gift from God, and He uses it right for His glory. Uh, and so we're going to just spend some time um, talking through three different ways in, in which we cultivate the imagination within our house, uh, cultivate the imagination within our kids and then obviously within us too. Um, and the first, the first little piece I wanted to talk about was this idea of obedience. And I want to do a podcast on discipline, actually, or something like that. Mm. Uh, or, you know... Mm-hmm. This idea of obedience, but okay, um, we a lot of times use story. <laughs> you could say to do what you know we want our kids to do <laughs> to manipulate them. <laughs> well, I actually yeah. just prefer to bribe them with chocolate, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to start this out by uh, for reading this quote, um, beautiful quote. By Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. <laughs> no idea. That was good. I just pulled that out of my butt. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. He's a French guy. He's got to be French. Um, here's what he says. And he's the author of uh, The Little Prince, in case you're wondering. Uh, he writes, If you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. What he's really, um, which is kind of my philosophy on discipleship too anyways, I won't talk about that. But here's the thing. I think that that's a really beautiful thing to think through as far as um, what, what God is intending for us. He wants us to see him and then therefore do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's several kind of little funny ways in which we we do this in our house mm-hmm. like um, our, our current state of potty training yeah what's going on with that well thanks to Sally <laughs> Lloyd Jones who's incredible at stirring imaginations and just the language that she uses I'm so thankful for um, yeah me too yeah she helps me pick out words that are just so appropriate for children 
So you picked up a good gospel-centered book on how to use the bathroom? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just because she's a Christian doesn't necessarily mean it's gospel-centered. But no. this book in general is called Skip to the Loo. It will be under our, our resources because it's so good. And it's about this rabbit who's learning to go to the potty. And in the story, it's not just the rabbit that ends up going to the potty. It's a plethora. <laughs> it's a plethora of animals that end up wanting to skip with him to the potty party. And they use words like stinkaroo and poo. And it's such a creative little book. And so mm-hmm. what we've done is... What have we done? What have you done? (laughs) We're embedding him in this story so that he'll go use the bathroom. (laughs) Right, right. So now we're like, Calvin, do you want to skip to the loo? With your friends, too? With your friends, too? And we'll put a costume on you. Uh, Wow, that worked out. Yeah, we'd throw a costume on him, too. Yeah. Uh, Like a crocodile or something. Yeah. And we're like, okay, now you're part of the story. But it hasn't worked yet, so wish us luck. Yeah. Now, there has been one thing that has worked. Um, Just one. (laughs) Only one, guys. One among many. Um, Now, I believe it was our friend Ryan Rafe who came up with this. Oh, 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 right. So there's two things that have worked then. Okay, but I'm thinking through this thing. Power by. Yeah, that that he he coined a term for us. It actually works. Mm -hmm. Ryan Rafe. We'll talk about Batman a little later. But Levi and Calvin have been obsessed with Batman. Is that fair? It's true. They've never even seen the movie, but he, <laughs> he learned from his classmates about superheroes. So <laughs> superheroes. I should just say I should just say superheroes. So within the within the framework of superhero, um, which is super helpful, super imaginative, those stories are great. They have a lot of really good themes that we're gonna talk about maybe a little bit later. Um, there's this idea that our friend gave us, hey, to get Levi to eat his greens, you should call them power bites. And maybe he'll be more like the superheroes the day that, that admires. Yeah, the day that we were at their house and we were, I think she made like a kale kind of like taco soup and Levi was having a hard time eating it and like Ryan's a funny dude. Yeah, he's and great. Shout he, out to Ryan Rafe. Right, Ryan Rafe, shout <laughs> out. <clears throat> He would, he'd take a bite and he'd pretend like the power was literally just flowing through his body. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, so funny. But it really captivated Levi. Like, this worked. And I don't know, guys, what flipped in Levi, but the kid eats his vegetables. And he knows that if he wants to get big and strong and if he wants to grow and have a healthy brain, that he's got to eat them too. <laughs> so, take it and run with it, my friends. Was there one other example you had? Well, I was thinking about that puzzle piece that you were talking about on the Instagram story. Okay. We have these little farm puzzles for, like, toddlers where, you you know, you just pull out the piece and you put it back in where it belongs on, like, this, like, wooden square. Well, it's their home. Well, so, so, yeah, so the duck was lost and it wasn't on the puzzle. And so I asked Calvin if he would go take the duck Oh, I think there was a chicken and a cat. I asked him to go take these. Oh, sorry, Moose. I said cat. He's very excited. He likes to chase cats. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the duck, the cat, and the chicken. Um, and, and it 
worked. And it worked. He took them back to its home, its house. And so we, yeah, it, I don't know what came, it just came to me in that moment to do it that way rather than to tell him like, hey bud, go put this away. <clears throat> it just, yeah. that helps. I mean, stuff like that helps me too. Yeah, guys, get creative. Get creative about, about, um, about life with your kids. Uh, stories are so helpful. You're so good at telling stories with them. Wow. Well, not really. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so that's one of uh, many ways we try to cultivate the imagination within our house. Is um, we, we try to be helpful in getting things done around here using stories and using our imaginations. Um, and it's 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 all uh, it's mostly always really effective and helpful. Um, another thing that. I really want to cultivate in our family is this idea of stirring up wonder in our kids' little hearts. Um, stirring up wonder, and not only in their hearts, but in my heart. This is not just for kids. Um, we're all imaginary, and I think that, you know, I think that the ultimate end is to see God glorified, and He wants to use all of our imaginations. and. Scripture stirs our hearts to wonder. I don't know if you've read Scripture lately, <clears throat> but if you end up reading many of the Psalms, if you end up reading any of... See, Jesus told stories. He... I mean, just think about the parables. He was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He stirred up wonder. And so uh, our approach towards scripture, a lot of it um, stimulates, helps helps me see, helps me believe, and he uses the tool of wonder mm-hmm. and imagination. We uh, Before we did this podcast, we read a little bit from Psalm 104. Do you want to just read um, a little bit? Sure, I can pick out parts of that. Um, just parts that were really standing out to you as okay. we were reading. hard to choose Um, I love the language in the beginning that says bless the Lord O my soul O Lord my God you are very great you are clothed with splendor and majesty Mm. covering yourself with light as a garment stretching out the heavens like a tent I mean and and I want to read this whole thing but um, let's go into verse 10 where it says you make springs gush forth in the valleys they flow between the hills they give drink to every beast of the field the wild donkeys quench their thirst beside them the birds of the heaven dwell they sing among the branches Mm -hmm. from your lofty abode you water the mountains Mm -hmm. the earth is satisfied i love that word Mm -hmm. with the fruit of your work you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate mm. that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. Mm. And then we'll skip to verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. These all look to you, this is verse 27, to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. Mm. I mean, just 
And then verse 31, may the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Mm. Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. And that's just really done a work in my heart in the past two days, just sitting in that. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So God uses scripture to stir our hearts. God uses scripture to um, stir up our imaginations Mm -hmm. for his glory. What else does he use? I was thinking about this idea this morning as um, I was um, thinking and praying um, for you actually this morning, Elizabeth, uh, in my shed. <laughs> and, your, and your eye for architecture. Mm-hmm. God uses means to stir up wonder. Yeah. And I think, I think he uses architecture um, to stir up our imagination and our wonder. I mean, I I love old buildings. I get really giddy about um, a beautiful arch or detail work with bricks or wood. Um, I'm re- I'm a really I'm a really sad person when I look at all these old homes and I see all the wood trim painted over because I just mm-hmm. I love classic wood. Um, that's a preference of mine, but. It, it does, it stirs in me just like happiness. Like, it's beautiful to me. Mm. Um, I, love, I love things that are old. I wish we made things with more flavor. And, yeah. Um, that, word fla- character. that word flavor, color, character, all yeah. those are imaginative realities, yeah. which is yeah. super cool. And embedded in that architecture is a story. Mm-hmm. story of people people's lives I, I know when we were talking about this earlier you mentioned that you're not like opposed to modern architecture some of it I mean it, it it's seems, not my it's not my favorite there's mm-hmm. there's some of it I'm mostly say that not to offend anyone yeah. but what what I'm saying is a lot of the stuff that's made these days is just made so cheaply and so poorly that it just falls apart in a year and it doesn't stand the test of time. It doesn't have the opportunity for a story to happen. No, it it doesn't. Like, Ikea, I'm sorry if you like Ikea, just like, that stuff falls apart. Um, We got our bed frame from it though for Levi upstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's steel loft for kids. Some of it's okay. Yeah, some of it's all right. But generally it's like, yeah, exactly. But we're not here to talk about Ikea or to dog on modern architecture. It's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. Uh, there's this quote I have on C.S. Lewis's upbringing always is so attractive to me. C.S. Lewis is an imaginary writer. He's just such an imaginative writer. Mm-hmm. All of his books always bring to life my yeah. imagination. Okay. Um, but just, uh, I was reading through one of his biographies. Um, and here's what he said. I am a product of long corridors, empty, sunlit rooms, mm. upstairs, indoor silences, attics explored in solitude, distant noises of gurgling cisterns and pipes, and the noise of wind under the tiles. Mm. That idea of noise is really cool, I think, mm-hmm. that God uses sound. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to hear and to see these things these days because one, we're so busy as a culture. Mm-hmm. And then two, we constantly have noise going on. So whether it's our TV just to have as background noise 
or, or it's our phones especially. And I, Ben and I feel that tug with you. Um, we, yeah, we have, yeah, noise more than ever before. People are blaring their music as they're going on walks and I'm just like bewildered. I am too. I'm so <laughs> bewildered by that. Put, yeah. put in some headphones, please. Um, or just don't. <laughs> How does noise affect you? I'm, well, I'm really sensitive to all Me things too. sensory. So yeah. smell, sound. I mean, if the volume is even one or two notches too high, even that slight amount can make the world of a difference for me. So like coffee shops where their music is just a touch too loud, I have to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't take it. Um, there's too many. That's why big groups really bother me because there's too many conversations going on. So if I walk in and everybody's having a conversation, I'm listening to like bits and pieces of each of those. Yeah. But anyway, noise. I think, I think though... When I get outside, or even in our house, and I'm hearing different noises that are just like... Or especially when we're in the mountains, mm-hmm. and it's just quiet. And then you start to hear like the rustling of the leaves, or yeah. like the birds. That's what I was thinking too. Or um, mm-hmm. the animals that are... Like deer that come near. Like it's... Mm-hmm. Or, the, or the babbling brook. Yeah, like, or like intent. Yeah, when you're in your tent at night. Oh, wow. Those can stir up some fears. Uh, Last week, we did a podcast on camping, if you want to check it out. But in the tent, I remember as a kid, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but the wrestling of the wind on the tent really freaked me out as a kid. (laughs) And my dad would laugh at this if you heard me, because at midnight, I would be so afraid, because I thought our tent would be flying in the air like a kite, or there was something out there in the woods that was coming to eat me. Because noises stir my imagination, they stir our mm-hmm. imaginations, and so I went out. I went out with a uh, with a hammer and pounded in all the stakes to make sure they were in good. <laughs> and my dad came out and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he came out in his underwear. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because oh, he was in the scamper. Yeah, he was. In the, yeah, he was like, and I'm like, I'm pounding the stakes, and Dad, <laughs> my tent's gonna fly away. Uh, oh, what I wouldn't give to know a little Ben. Anyways, the point is God uses means to stir our imagination. Uh, the most powerful one that is Scripture. I mean, it's the story of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to kind of wrap up our time, at least here. Um, just This was just a fun conversation. I had a lot of fun preparing for this, um, thinking through it. But the last little thing I wanted to talk through um, was how, is how the grand story the big story um, fits into all these little stories. Um, I think that we're like we are to make an effort to take the truth thing, the truth themes of compelling stories, and tie them to the one big true drama of redemption. Mm. What is the story that we believe in? Um, four pieces, really simple. Mm-hmm. The scripture lays out for us the story, which um, is the drive for everything we do. Um, creation, fall, redemption, consummation. Um, and we don't have a ton of time to talk about these things. Right. But within our house, we really try to instill the imagination, or you could say point 
or channel um, what's happening within story in our house um, and, and attach those to the themes of the big true story of the gospel. Um, and so what are, uh, before I even go on further, I'm going to read this quote from Mike Cosper. His book, uh, The Stories We Tell, How TV and Movies Long For and Echo the Truth, is awesome. And I'll put that on, um, I've read three chapters from it, I haven't read the whole thing, but it's so great, um, and I'll have that on our website too. But he writes in this idea, there's nothing new under the sun. And our stories, no matter how fresh and new they might feel, are all a way of playing in the dirt, wrestling with creation, reimagining it, working with it, and making it new. Our stories have a way of fitting into the bigger story of redemption that overshadows all of life and all of history. So all of, all of these things we're trying to do, uh, what, are, what is it for? Why are we trying to get... Li- Calvin to go to the potty? Why are we trying to get Levi to eat his uh-huh. power bites? And well, these things, we, we want to attach these to the true vision of the true good life, which is only found in Christ. Uh-huh. And so um, just, I guess we'll just touch on a few of these. I think within the fall, obviously, um, there's so much that can be done. I remember us making a fire out in our yard, uh-huh. in, our, in our pit. Don't worry, we have a pit. <laughs> And Levi was excited about something, and he was running, and he fell, and he cut his knee. And if you knew Levi, you'd know how he responds to something like that. Yeah. It's pretty dramatic. He's a sensitive guy. Um, <clears throat> the theme that I pulled from, probably out of my butt, I always pull things out of my butt, <laughs> was this idea that, dude, I'm so sorry, man. Like, that's not right. That's not how life should be. Like your your knee is scraped, mm-hmm. and that's terrible, mm-hmm. and that is not how things are going to be. Mm-hmm. Let me share with you, dude, the story that that fits into in the way we live, so that you can see, um, so that you can see that that that's not okay, and that's not the way things are going to be. Mm-hmm. You have to explain. You have to explain things. Um, you have to explain your story in light mm-hmm. of the story. Um, and so that's just one example. Obviously, the fall uh, after creation brought in sin and death and hurt and pain. It reminds me of the time that we were pulling weeds and doing yard work. And we were talking about how the roots of weeds are really deep and you have to get to the root of the weed for it not to grow back and um, likened it to sin reminded me of that kind of just it's just the point is to spark these thoughts in your children at a young age because as you like he's never going to forget that we're going to we're going to talk about that over and over again um and and just praying and hoping that it'll take root in their life Mm. through stories that scripture can come alive to them Yeah. yeah that's so good baby you just said that's exactly what we're after with this yeah um i'm gonna read this uh, just to end our time as far as like um sinking the theme of redemption uh, of redemption with this idea of batman because <laughs> guess what they're gonna watch the movie eventually anyways yeah um 
But uh, Mike Cosper talks about Batman in his book that I just mentioned. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, Batman feeds off the theme of redemption. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Mike Cosper writes, uh, This Batman is both terrifying and, and deeply human, confounded by his own weakness and self-doubt, burdened by, uh, sorry, burdened by the way that the darkness of the world echoes inside of him. As a savior of Gotham, he doesn't shine a light. He casts a shadow. He fights the darkness by becoming it. And he suffers in the suffocating loneliness of it. Huh. Um, now, obviously, Levi's not going to like <laughs> grapple with that, like what I just read from Mike Cosper. But the underlying theme of movies is something you need to pay attention to so that you can draw your kid towards Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. In a fuller sense, right, Jesus became darkness for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake, he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And his resurrection triumphs over darkness and death. Unlike Batman, right, where it's just straight loneliness and darkness, mm-hmm. Jesus is a, is a truer and better story. There's a truer and better mm. thing behind um, true themes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in good movies, the gospel's ripped off. People just rip off good themes, and then they have they they don't have um, the right ending. Uh, food for thought. And and I think too, if you find yourself at the end of this podcast and you're like, "Well, I'm not a very imaginative person, or this doesn't come naturally to me," like Ben's inclination has always been prone to this. I I have not. I think you just have to remember that as you, I mean, you can liken it just to this beginning of healing. It's like a slow process. Like you can grow in this. The Lord has brought my awe and wonder so far. Like he has, he has made the fruit. Like Mm. he has done that work as I've sat in it more, Mm. as I've read more, as I've more as I've sat in stillness more he's nurtured all that and he's done that and so Mm. like give yourself some time and um just start Mm -hmm. you you will grow Mm. yeah Ben's professor said to him in college (laughs) (laughs) I love this so much because it's Ben but um, he said, what did he say? Quit frolicking in the flowers, or Ben, you're frolicking in the flowers. Well, so my classroom was three stories up, and uh-huh. then he always could watch me walking to class. Oh yeah. And what he would say is, as he was watching me walk, <laughs> he says that I'm just like this frolicking in the flowers <laughs> type person. Which, uh-huh. You know, that's just the way yeah. God has made me. I yeah. I have a hard time focusing on something without yeah. wondering about it. And there's, there's a lot to say about nurture, nurturing this into your children. Like, I don't think Levi is necessarily an imaginative child, but we're trying to nurture it into him. Mm-hmm. And so my parents didn't, I mean, they just didn't value it as much. So I don't think I was nurtured into it, but I did grow up outside. And that's, man, thank you, mom and dad, for that. Yeah. Because um, that did spark some of this love for the outdoors for me. It does. And I have to say this. Um, don't let... Don't let movies do the work for your kids. Right. I mean, movies are great. We just talked about Batman and how we can, those are good things that we can use. But I mean, um, let, let your kids do their own imagining, you know, let, let them play with their animals and have them come alive, you know, 
You want to come, Levi, you want to come finish the podcast with us? We're wrapping things up. Yeah. We'll come check it out in a second, bud, okay? Yeah, just give us one second. We're wrapping the show up here on Imagination. So, yeah, that, that about does it for us, I think. I think so. We, we're, um, yeah, we're excited to share these thoughts with you guys. If you have any ideas... Um, please reach out to us. Um, let us know how we can help. Um, we've been really encouraged by these projects. And yeah, thank you for following More Light. Subscribe. You can go to our Apple Podcast and you know, go ahead and subscribe and get a weekly podcast on family. Um, and um, yeah, we'd love that. Anything else? Have a good day. So yeah, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. That's it.